They are ambitious. They are supporters. They are hustlers. They champion other women. They are boss babes. The Ottawa Valley is full of boss babes, and I'm here to tell you who they are. Job seekers to employers and employers to job seekers. Let Community Employment Services in Perth make the introductions. They are your free of charge link to the Lanark County workforce. Perth's Community Employment Services team make work connections in a variety of industries, including trades, business, manufacturing, technology, healthcare, finance, restaurant, and retail. Job seekers are further supported with one-to-one -one resume and interview preparation, workshops, and safety training. Community Employment Services also assists hundreds of Lanark County employers with hiring staff, including helping to fill job postings and matching jobs to suitable candidates. They also support employers with their employee training, funded through government grants, plus information on human resources and employer guidelines. Grow your business with their free employment help. Located in the factory at 40 Sunset Boulevard in Perth or online at cesperth.ca. Community Employment Services in Perth is a division of Algonquin College. This Employment Ontario service is funded in part by the Government of Ontario. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OV Boss Babes podcast. After decades of developing a love for hats and formal wear by attending military events, garden parties, and formal evening dinners with her spouse, this boss babe turned her passion into creative fashion business in 2019. Her custom-designed and handmade hats and fascinators have been worn at events such as the Queen's Birthday Garden Party in London, UK. Okay, no big deal. Uh, the Royal Ascot, the Kentucky Derby, and at countless Canadian and international military ceremonial events around the world. In early March 2020, she decided that she was ready to open her doors at her own brick and mortar, having to close shortly thereafter due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Despite this potential setback, though, Renelle has found time to truly connect with her newfound community of local business owners. Through these connections, she has seen a resiliency in the local business retail sector that is and continues to be inspiring. Please welcome to the podcast, Renelle The Rock from Queen Bee Millinery in downtown Perth. Welcome, Renelle. Hey, Holly. How are you doing on this beautiful sun, uh, this beautiful sunny afternoon? Oh, I'm doing amazing. I'm, I'm super optimistic and summer's right around the corner. We're going to be reopening soon and I'm super excited. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to getting into that and talking all about it. But before we start about your business, I want to know, Renell, where you're from originally and what brought you to Lanark County? Okay, so um, I was born in Manitoba and then my family moved to Yellowknife, which is in the Northwest Territories. So I grew up in the territories and um, I, I met my husband there. He's in the military and he was posted back to Ontario and I came with. So um, I was nine years in Petawawa with him based there. And when we decided that we wanted to have a more permanent home base and um, and begin my my passion of also farming, um, we settled in the Lanark County area because we found the perfect the perfect farm. Um, it's close to Perth. We have very good friends and family here. So it was it was just the perfect location. I found that so funny. I didn't realize that you lived here in Petawawa. Oh my gosh, yeah, I wish I were able to yeah. keep you. Yeah. Nine years. It was it was great. It was really there's so many amazing people there and it's such a beautiful um community. So yeah, it was it was really great. We were there for nine years and then posted to Toronto for a year. And then after moving horses to Toronto, I didn't want to move horses again. So it's like it's time for a farm. It's time to settle down. So we put down roots and it's been great. Well, Lanark County is definitely the farm country lifestyle that, you know, you can have while also getting to experience the big city. Well, big city, yeah. Ottawa. It's a, just a short drive away. So it's actually like a win-win for you there. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're close to Kingston, too. So and fairly close to Petawawa. So it's kind of like the perfect area to be in, especially for military people. It really is, for sure. So, Renault, tell me, what did you originally go to school for? And did you work in retail, specifically in women's fashion? Um, no, actually. Um, I, I have worked in bridal a little bit, but I've done just about every job under the sun. I've worked at Divec Diamond Mine. I've worked at a 
Canadian North Airlines. I've worked for environmental engineering firms. I've worked for the school board in uh, Pembroke. So yeah, I've done a lot of different jobs. And this is the one that that got a hold of me and hasn't let go. So so I'm I'm a milliner now. <laughs> and tell everybody what exactly is a milliner. Like when I was looking up online when I first stumbled across your business, I was like, okay, so she sells hats, but what does that mean? And when you think of a millinery, you think back in the in the olden days with um <laughs> with the Victorian women with the big fashion hats and stuff. But I'm gonna let you explain to everybody what that is and what made you want to get into it. Okay, so essentially, I make um, I make handmade hats. So um, I work with wool felt, velour felt. I also work with a product of woven grass called Cinnamé. So that's what I make my summer hats out of. And I block the hats using hat blocks and steam and or an iron and a, a wet cloth in order to to bind everything together and I shape a hat, I trim a hat, that means adding flowers, feathers, ribbons. Um, so yeah, I put everything together, I design a piece and it's one of a kind. It's not repeated, nobody else is gonna have that hat. When you're out at an event, it's, it's a one of a kind piece of millinery. So it's a one of a kind piece hat. And what made you decide to get into this industry? It's not very common, at least not anymore. And it's very, very rare, you know, to find a store that specifically sells just hats. Yes. So um, when I initially moved to Ontario, to Petawawa with my husband, we went to a lot of formal military events. And I actually am quite a shy person. So these big um, gatherings with lots of people, it made me a little bit nervous to be honest so a hat was like this oh it was it was like this piece of protective armor in a beautiful beautiful way so i felt so confident finding a hat wearing a hat i could i had something to talk about and it's also quite utilitarian you know parade squares are really hot in the summertime it gave me a bit of a, a sunscreen so that was that was great and um, yeah, so once I caught the the hat bug, I just couldn't seem to shake it. So for years, for almost mm, 18 years, I've been wearing and collecting hats. And I have an extensive collection of hats at home. And yeah, that's what got me into making hats myself. Interesting. That's very versatile, wearing a hat and all the different things that you can kind of hide behind it, you know, like you said, yeah. if you will, but it's also a great conversation piece as well. And I mean, I'm sure you'd had, a, you had a lot of women approaching you being like, oh my gosh, I love your hat. Where did you get it? And you're just like, no big deal. I made it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing because it gives you a voice. It allows you to express yourself. It, it really allows you to say a lot about yourself as a person without having to say much at all, because it's all there in the hat. <laughs> So mm -hmm. that's, um, that's what I, that's what I love about them is that, you know, it's, it's just, it's something that has created a lot of joy in my life and, and has brought a lot of happiness to me. So I want to share that with other people and, and, you know, maybe that helps with other people feeling super confident or, you know, um, making them feel a little less shy in, in big, you know, social gathering situations. So how long have you been sewing hats for and where did you get the inspiration to want to start sewing and making hats? So I, I had been collecting them for a long time. Um, I've supported uh, quite a few different Canadian milliners and I really love their work. They're really inspiring. And I would always look like, how are they making these hats? So it was like studying the hat before I'd wear it anywhere. It's you know, how is this done? How, how did they blind stitch that? Or how is it put together? How did those feathers attach? So I studied them. And because I'm a person who really loves to, I'm very creative. I like to work with my hands. I'm kind of, I'm not a sit still type of person. I, I just started tinkering and started making small pieces like fascinators with flowers for myself. And then it kind of grew from there. And yeah, the rest is kind of history. 
Well, let's talk about your journey to becoming an entrepreneur then, Ronelle, because you've been selling your hats online for quite some time. But what inspired you to want to actually open a brick and mortar? Well, one of the drawbacks to being just online was that people wanted an experience. They wanted to try a hat on. They wanted to come in and and try a selection on, which is really difficult just online. So um, it just kind of all came came together. It was serendipitous. There's one particular little store in Perth, but I had always loved the location and thought it would make the cutest little store. And, and just so happens that it would be perfect for a hat store because it's quite tiny. And so, yeah, everything just kind of came together. It was slightly a spur of the moment. I'm turning 44. I want to live my dream and, and try and do something that's really outside of my comfort zone. And, and yeah, I just, I just went for it. That's, that's the best explanation I have. I just went for it. You just didn't want to stay and be a farmer's wife at home on the farm, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's, um, I absolutely love farming. I still farm. I do chores in the morning and in the evening and I have a cow and I have Berkshire pigs and we have three horses and ducks and chickens. Farming is amazing, but this is kind of like the counterbalance to that. So it's a lot of problem solving, just like farming. It's a lot of hard work, very much like farming. And you're kind of, you know, you're at the, um, you're kind of at the whim of the market and the economy and, and things like that. So farming's a risky, a risky job, a risky profession. And, and I find having my own store is probably quite the same as that. You mentioned about farming being quite the challenge and it's busy and you've had to, I'm sure, overcome a lot of obstacles in that area. But I mean, you've also had to do the same with your business. And I really want to get into that, Renelle, because like I had mentioned in my opening, you had only just opened your doors in March 2020, and then you had to close shortly thereafter. Yeah. So when when did you open your doors? Did you know about the coronavirus? Like, was that kind of up in the air? But you probably were thinking, well, like, we didn't think that we were going to go into a lockdown and everything <laughs> was going to be shut down. So tell me about that journey to opening and then how quickly you had to close shortly thereafter. So essentially what had happened was I, I took over I took over the building space. My husband and I worked really hard. We got everything set up. We got all the hats were in place, all the shelving, you name it. Everything was done. I was ready to take the paper off the windows. And the radio said, like, go back to your homes. It's no longer safe. So it was like very ominous. And we were both just standing here like, I'm supposed to be open, like we're opening tomorrow kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, and then all of a sudden you're not and, and you go home and nobody really knew what was going on. It was all just, it was a blur. I can't even really remember if I, I don't think I was panicked. I, I don't think I knew what, you know, what I was, I was just feeling like, wow, okay, so um, I have a lease, I'm not allowed to open, and everything's here, everything's ready. Does this mean that we take everything out and bring it home and I work from home, or am I allowed to make hats at the store, or what's going on? So it took, took a couple of days to figure out what we were allowed to do and what we weren't. And then from there, it's like, okay, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to be positive. This is going to give me the opportunity to just like quietly get used to the space, quietly get used to making stuff in a studio as opposed to my home. And um, yeah, so I just, I made hats. I put all of my energy into making more hats, making more fascinators and trying to stay positive and just use my art as a way to cope with really uncertain times from my understanding then you didn't even get a chance to open your doors to the public you didn't even have a grand opening or anything like that oh no no not even a grand opening I I left the paper up I didn't oh my gosh there was just a sign in the door saying coming soon but you know like when and and I wasn't able to open until May 20th and even then it was like so um nerve-wracking because it's like 
is anybody going to show up? I can't do a grand opening because you're not allowed to congregate and I can't have a ton of people in the store at one time. So it was kind of like I opened my door and the most amazing, so Linda Sacaspina, she is a town councillor in Carlton Place. She's been a huge supporter, an amazing, amazing customer and friend through and mentor throughout this. She, She was the one person that stopped by that day. She's like, you're you're open you're finally open <laughs> and she came in and that that was the day and I figured that, that was like a huge success because I had been closed from March till the end of May so yeah I was just like really grateful that somebody in the community wanted to be here and and wanted to be part of my slightly not grand opening <laughs> so, oh right now that, yeah. that must have been so difficult you have all this hype up. You're so excited to open your doors. You don't even get that chance to celebrate yourself and have customers get to know you and shop around. But you're absolutely right. When you finally do get that chance and you see even just the one customer who says, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm, I've been waiting. That just makes all the more difference. And it makes you so much more appreciated or appreciative yeah. when you're finally actually able to open your doors. And I know that you're going to have that same feeling yet again for the third time <laughs> around when, uh, when retail finally opens again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like today it's, it's June 1st and, and I see the light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, we're all really excited. I know myself and, and a lot of other business owners that I've spoke with in Perth are, are like just, really excited to be able to open our doors again, welcome people back, see familiar faces. Um, you know, this is this long, last long uh, lockdown has really felt, you know, everybody's using the term languishing. Well, it does feel like that. So I'm really looking forward to the next couple of weeks just going and, and being able to open and, you know, not, not celebrating in a big you know, lots of people way, but celebrating in a safe, you know, we made it kind mm-hmm. of way. So, yeah. I think all businesses together are going to be doing the socially distance high five to each other and actually be like, you're right. We made it. We did it. We got yeah. through this and we're finally at the end of all of this. Knock on wood. We don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I think three is a good number. I think we can stop there. I think if we're all super safe and we're all, you know, just like, Keeping up with with all of the requirements, I think we'll be fine. And and this, you know, in five years, we might actually laugh about this. I don't know. It might be too soon, but we might actually, you know, get past this and see some of the the humor in it or some. I don't know. There's there's got to be at some point something that's, you know, we can appreciate about this experience. Absolutely. So you personally design and create every head every headpiece by hand. I really yeah. want to know how long does the process take to make each hat? Oh, it's it's so unique to each individual hat. It it really all depends on the complexity of it. Um, it it depends on um, just the techniques that I'm going to be using, or how large or extravagant it's going to be. Some pieces. Some pieces are quite quick and, and you know, it's, um, it's, it's very simple and, and easy to sew. And then other pieces, I'll design it. And then I have to really think of a strategy. I have to think of a game plan um, to come up with to actually sew it. You know, you have to sew certain parts first and, and, and then also be able to maneuver things and work things in. And sometimes a design will be like, oh, it's, it's an organic process. Sometimes this feather is not working there or all of a sudden that color scheme doesn't feel right. So, you know, it, it all depends, really depends on the piece and and the personality in the piece. So yeah, I kind of leave it up to them to let me know when I'm, when they're done. (laughs) And where do you get your inspiration for making the hats? Are you looking towards the 1950s and looking at authentic vintage pieces or are you looking maybe more towards celebrities at the Kentucky Derby and seeing what kind of hats they're wearing? Um, well, to be honest, I kind of collect 
inspiration from everything, inspiration from my flower garden at home or yeah, celebrities, they definitely um, inspire a lot of different looks, you know, uh, Kate, everybody knows Kate, she's, she's infamous for wearing fabulous hats and I get a lot of requests for hats that have the Kate kind of feeling. Um, it could be the music I'm listening to that day can really bring up some emotions that then translates into a hat or, you know, sometimes I see people on the street that have like amazing killer street fashion and it's like, oh, this person totally inspired something bold, something creative, something bright. So it just all kind of, it comes in, it's the whole like, um, process for me is organic so I just I, I like to be able to to just go at it and just see what comes out sometimes those are the best hats are the ones that don't have like a, a hard and fast outline so yeah yeah architecture my travels I've, I lived in Europe so a lot of times I'll think back to that like how did I feel when I lived in Italy or you know, what was, what was I feeling? What was I going through when I lived, you know, in Enschede, which is in the Netherlands? So yeah, it's, it's just, I pull it from a lot of different places. I'm also curious, what kind of different hats are there out there? Because you mentioned earlier fascinators, but before I read up on you, I didn't know what a fascinator was. I just thought, you know, (laughs) I actually don't even know what I was thinking. (laughs) There are so many different kinds of hats. There's, you know, um, if you're looking at the the wool and and the velour felt hat, you can you can have like a fedora style, you can have a bowler style, you can have a, a trilby style. You, there's so many different types of hats, different styles of hats. I have one brim, and it's called the Dior brim because of the size of the brim, and it was something that was used, you know, it's styled. Um, with with what Dior used back in the, you know, in the early days of Dior. And the hats were so fabulous, so stylish, super simple. Um, you have your mother of the bride hats that are, that's a certain type of brim as well. Um, just you name it. I have it all. I have buttons. I have teardrops. I have apostrophes. Um, they all end up in some type of button hat or, yeah, brimmed hats. So there's there's basically my only limitation with hats is my imagination. <laughs> well, how do you design hats specifically or for events like the Queen's Birthday Garden Party in London, like the Kentucky Derby and military events? Like, is there a certain style that should be worn? There is a dress code, um, especially for the horse racing crowd, uh, Royal Ascot. Um, I'm not familiar uh, with the, the Kentucky Derby one so much that that hat was just designed for what the, the customer wanted. But depending on where you are on the grounds at Royal Ascot, there will be a certain type of dress code. So your hat will have to conform to that dress code. Um, yeah, and I, I believe that goes for the Queen's birthday as well. Whereas military events, I have a little more flexibility. It's, it's basically what the customer's interested in and what they're wearing that day. So um, we try and, and pair the hat to go with the rest of the ensemble so that, you know, it just, it creates a, a finished look, a polished look. And, but I, I don't have any specific requirements or dress codes to have to work within. So that's quite nice. And how do you work with a client to help bring their vision to light? Like, do they come with you with ideas? Do you kind of help work with them? How does that process work? So I usually try to work with them um, when people are able to come into the store. They come in for a consultation. And the first thing we do is we look at their outfit. We discuss how they're going to be wearing their hair. Um, if they're going to be wearing, you know, jewelry, what type of jewelry. If they wear glasses, we, we discuss that. And then we, we look at, over the outfit And then I'd like them to try on as many styles as possible, not to necessarily, you know, pick a particular hat, but just to get an idea of what they feel comfortable in. And, and usually you want a hat to draw out, you know, every, every person has a beautiful, um, a beautiful 
part of their face, a, a beautiful feature in their face. So you want a hat to kind of add to that and, and, and draw your eyes to that. So yeah, I tend, I tend to work with them in that way. And, and we just have some fun um, consultations are private. So I usually have them before I open the store or at the end of the day. So that way we get to have a, you know, have a really good chat, discuss the event they're going to wear the hat for. And I, I get a lot of understanding of, you know, what they want to feel. So it's, it's about, you know, it's about their feelings and how they want to feel at that day and, and what kind of special event is it as a, a mother of the bride or a mother of the groom or, you know, uh, brides, brides are here often. And, and so we discuss the dress, we discuss the day and, and how they're planning to have that day go. And, and the hat just helps with that. It just kind of encapsulates the whole day. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Amanda Talker Media helps entrepreneurs and small business owners in the Ottawa Valley grow by gaining confidence through strategic branding, photography, and social media marketing. Her services include brand identity, brand photography and videography, social media marketing, and so much more. Amanda has teamed up with HA Video Productions to offer their social media workshops and other great services. It's time to add some fresh, creative content to your feed. Get in touch with Amanda on Facebook or Instagram at amandatalker.media to help you capture, market, and showcase your brand on all platforms. Are you thinking about starting a small business? Need help with questions on your existing business? Are you starting a business in the Lanark, Smith Falls, Perth, Carleton Place, or Mississippi Mills area? If so, the Small Business Advisory Center is here to support you, the entrepreneur. Getting a small business started or growing can be very challenging, but it can also be really rewarding. Their office provides confidential business advisory services to small business startups, as well as ongoing support to existing small businesses. The Small Business Advisory Center is a business information source designed to point entrepreneurs in the right direction with advice, whether they're just starting out or growing their business. The center hosts a number of webinars throughout the year on various topics, from bookkeeping, pricing, social media marketing, and more. Book a consultation today or register for a webinar by checking out their website at www.smallbizcenter.ca. Hey, it's Megan Evans from Megan Evans Digital Media, and you're listening to the OV Boss Babes podcast with your host, Holly Molinar. I, I know you said you're in your 40s, Ronell, but I have to ask you if you've seen The Parent Trap, because when I think of The Parent Trap, I think of Meredith Blake. And if my younger listeners, millennial listeners who remember The Parent Trap, you would remember Meredith Blake. Anyways, mm. and she's sitting by the pool and she's in a black and white hat. And she goes like, this is Meredith Blake. Hi. Hi, Meredith Blake. And she's in this like statement piece <laughs> by the pool. But, you know, I don't know if, you know, people around here would be wearing a Meredith Blake statement hat. So what kinds of <laughs> occasions and events are you recommending to women wearing your bespoke hats? I highly recommend high tea. There, there are so many great tea rooms in the area. I, when we lived in Petawawa, my husband and I always went to the Victoria Tea Room that was in Pembroke. I, I understand it's no longer there, but I loved getting dressed up, wearing a hat. We, we joked that we were taking the hat for tea. You know, we were breaking it in. We were bringing it for tea. So, so it was fun. It was, it was like playful and, and just a way to enjoy ourselves and, and get out. And it's kind of like a luxury date, you know, when you run out of all other things to do, let's take a hat on a date, which sounds crazy. It's not crazy. It's a lot of fun. So you, you have the Chateau Laurier in Ottawa. Uh, Perth has had a lovely little tea room here. Almont has a great tea room. That is like so much fun. And you get together with your sisters or your mom or your aunt or grandma and you go for tea. And that is a blast. That That is a good time. Weddings, 
weddings are always a great occasion to wear hats. People remember the lady in the hat. They remember the woman in the hat every time. You know, it makes people smile. It, it makes people happy. Um, I've had people come in the store and just be like, wow, I feel like I've been transported somewhere else. Wherever that is, if you find that kind of joy, just go with it. Just embrace it. You know, it doesn't have to be a super serious occasion. That's, that's the, the misunderstanding with hats. It doesn't have to be a super serious occasion to wear one. You can wear one because you love wearing hats. And that's what I've always done. So, yeah, that's <laughs> hopefully that's a good recommendation. <laughs> I think that's a great recommendation. And we won't take what what John and Jeremy said from Wedding Crashers when John said, which is um, Vince Vaughn's character. Let's go back to the fancy hats. I like that. But no, don't waste your time on girls with hats. They tend to be very proper. Yeah. The proper girl in the hat just, I fuck the shit out of <laughs> so don't take that but you mean you have to say that it is very proper when you see a woman with a hat but it's classy it's very classy and don't we all just need like sometimes we need a little bit of class some sometimes we need a little sass like you never know there are some sassy hats out there too so you know they don't have to be boring they don't have to be you know sedate or um underwhelming go for a bold hat go for a fun hat if you're a bold fun person wear what you love wear what you like you know Hats are kind of, they're like a, a, like red lipstick. You know, there is the right shade for every woman. You can wear a hat. You have a head, you can wear a hat. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I highly recommend them. They will fill you with joy. They're amazing. Okay, Ronelle, well, here's my next question then for you, because I'm specifically thinking about what women do with their hair. Like, should they be wearing it up in a bun? Do they wear it mm -hmm. down? How do you do that with a hat? Yeah, I have unruly hair. I'm going to admit it. it. It's usually quite, you know, intense. So I like personally my preference. I love hot rollers. I'm a big believer in the hot rollers. It's very old fashioned or can we call it retro maybe? <laughs> you know, um, I, I throw my hair up in hot rollers and I will either do an updo uh, to keep it all kind of, you know, controlled contained with my hat or I wear it in a low chignon because it allows it allows me to attach my hat you know a little or fascinator fascinators can either be on headbands or on elastic so if you have it on an elastic you can just kind of anchor the fascinator to your head with the elastic under the chignon and it's it's weightless it's, it's really comfortable and and it works really well so I wish I could wear my hair down I envy those women who can because they always look so beautiful so so classic and put together but I I have to wear my hair up that's that's the way I go mm -hmm. and Renelle how do you convince someone who might say that they don't wear hats or hats don't look good on them I mean I know for myself I'm not a big hat guy um, unless it's like a hat where I can stick my ponytail out kind of thing. But even still, it's very, very rare I can be seen in a hat. Right. So, you know, fascinators are the gateway drug to hats. So <laughs> it, they really are. <laughs> that's how you start. That's, it, it, you know, <laughs> that's, that's how you start. You start with something that's maybe a little bit smaller just to get comfortable, just to, you know, like realize that it's, it's, it's fun. It's not attacking you. Everything's fine. You know, you're going to be okay wearing a fascinator. And then people usually really, you know, go with that. Like, it's like, huh, it took me a bit to convince that customer to wear this fascinator. And then, oh, all of a sudden they're back. And it's like, I have another event. I need something, but maybe a little bit brighter this time, or maybe a little bit bigger this time. So it's like, aha, I gotcha. So, yeah. <laughs> That's when you know you've scored a new customer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love the repeat customers, the really good relationship you build with them, and they really trust you to help them to help them pick the right thing for them because that's that's what I want to do. I want to accentuate and 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 help them feel beautiful, help them feel confident. 
and, you know, picking the right hat with them helps that. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm all about. And Renell, last year I read that you were working on your accreditation from the Hat Academy in Australia. So yeah. first things first, uh, have you been successful in receiving your accreditation? So um, it's been really busy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I have been making hats nonstop. So I, I'm still working on my courses. I'm, I am a self-taught milliner. I, I've learned, I've picked up tricks and, and, and techniques from, you know, before I joined the Hat Academy and the Catherine Elizabeth um, Millinery and Business Academy. Before I joined those two, I was just teaching myself how to do stuff from magazines, from YouTube, um, from trial and error and experimenting. So I'm not finished my accreditation yet. Um, I do plan on getting it, um, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a bit of a longer process just because I am really busy with the store and I, I didn't kind of realize how much extra time was going to be put into uh, social media into getting a website up and, and launching that and, and the amount of admin that you do um, yeah it, it, it's uh, it's a lot of that stuff and then it's also making hats on the side of that so so it slowed down the process a little bit but i i'm still enjoying being part of my millinery group in australia and my millinery group in england and i i i speak with and and have support from some really amazing milliners around the world and and i'm loving that part of it i love learning it's it's really amazing to be part of that group and i'm i'm really grateful yeah and once you receive your accreditation, then what does that mean? What does that entitle you to or stature that it gives you? It's, it's a certificate that I can put on the wall saying that I am a milliner, that, um, you know, that I, I know all of the techniques and that, and that I've gone through the design courses and that I've gone through, you know, I know how to make these types of hats. I know about the dyeing processes. It's all of these things, but in a way, being self-taught, um, I've learned a lot of those things on my own already. So, so the, it's it's just it's it's kind of it's the degree, it's the piece of paper for the wall for the people who you know feel more comfortable with that. And but personally, I I'm okay with where I'm at and and how I started millinery. So, mm-hmm. good to know. So, Renell, milliners are far and few between. I mean, this is the first time I've ever heard of one and learned about this fashion industry. So I need to know, how does someone even get into this business? And do you know of any other milliners in the area? I do know of a lot of really great milliners. And, and I highly recommend people seek out the person that best represents their style and their sense of self. So we, you have the, the milliner of Kintail in Almont. You have the saucy milliner in Ottawa, fabulous women. You have Erin um, Ruiz down in Toronto. She has a lily put. I have a great collection of lily put hats. And that's, that's where I started collecting hats. So it was, you know, I'm, I'm wearing the best in my mind. Uh, you have David Dunkley down in Toronto as well. Um, there are milliners. We are kind of, you know, it's not the, we don't have tons of them like we used to because women don't wear hats as much and men don't wear hats as much as we used to, you know, say in the 30s, 40s, 50s. But there, there are a few of us around. And, you know, a lot of people, I've heard tons of stories of people just kind of falling into it like I did. And, you know, loving the technique or, or really wanting to style something for themselves or, you know, um, they sew and a friend asks them to make something for, you know, an event or, or whatever. And they just kind of get sucked into it because it's really addictive. It's oh, sewing by hand. There's a certain meditative quality about just quietly sewing, you know, um, checking your design, looking at it, you look at it in the mirror, how is it looking on your on your head and and maybe should you turn it a little bit? So it's um it's it's just 
I, I don't know. I think it's the best career in my mind. I absolutely love what I do. And uh, a lot of people just fall into it by accident and enjoy it and love it and are addicted to it and, and go on to be really good milliners and have their own little shops. So yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> I love hearing that. It just sounds like you're so passionate and really enjoy what you're doing. And it's so awesome that you stumbled across this passion of yours and that you were able to actually yeah. embark on it. And I can't wait for you to open up your doors again and share that passion with everybody else that you come across and customers that you meet. Yeah. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. Um, like I've, I've said throughout this interview or this podcast, um, I absolutely am, am passionate about sharing um, my love of hats with other people. And I'm so thankful for the people who come in and they tell me stories about, oh, their aunt was a milliner or their grandmother was a milliner. And there's such an interesting, rich history. Um, I had somebody gift me a hat block last week and it meant so much to me. It's a vintage hat block. Um, and there's a signature on the bottom and that like every pinhole on that on that hat block. It's like a hat was made here. Somebody made something, you know, with their two hands and, and they wore it. And it's, it's just like, it's a beautiful piece of history. And I, I love that about, about making hats, you know, it's, it's kind of romantic too. If you think about it, it's something about hats are romantic. So yeah, I, I just, I love being able to share that. And I'm really thankful that people have embraced my business and, and my skills the way they have and supported me for the last year, because it would have been a tough year without that. Well, and speaking of which, Renelle, we just have to give a little shout out right now, because um, in your actually in your bio that you sent me, you mentioned one business in particular that you have really felt the love and support, uh, not only from the community, but organizations in Lanark County. And maybe we can just take a quick minute for you just to give that business a shout out and the person specifically that supported you and encouraged you and just provided you with so much love and personal attention throughout uh, this past year. Well, I have to say, Cindy James, um, oh my gosh, Cindy James, a lot of people will know her in our community. She has been just such an amazing support. She's with the Small Business Advisory Center. She's just so optimistic, so positive and, and encouraging. And, you know, when these lockdowns happen as a business owner, especially working by yourself, you feel alone, you feel isolated. But Cindy makes that better. You know she's just a phone call away. You know she's just an email away. And she's just been an amazing support um, and, and just a person that I reach out to that I, that I really, I consider her a friend and that's what you need in business. You, you need support, you need friends, you need family, you need, you need other businesses to help you get through this stuff because you're not going to get through it alone. And, and yeah, Cindy James, she's, she's amazing. I have no end of amazing words for that lady. She's, <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> Everyone that I come into contact with from Lanark County speaks so highly of her, and I'm so grateful to have her as a partner on the podcast, and I'm so happy that our paths have crossed. Um, she was actually the one, Renelle, that put me in contact with you, along with every other local business in Lanark County, just because I'm not in that area, so I don't know, and mm -hmm. she's just been so supportive and wonderful. So, Cindy, if you're listening, that's uh, this is for you. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I can't wait to be able to hug her. You know, like that's, that's where I'm at, you know, like, be careful, people, I will be hugging, but Cindy James is going to get like a good, a good, deep, rich hug from me. <laughs> I love that. Talk about babes supporting babes. That is Absolutely. what this is all about. Love it. Well, yeah. Renault, we are going to now move into my rapid 10. Thank you so much for answering all of my questions, but let's do this. Let's have some fun here. Okay. All right. So what is the difference between a hatter and a milliner? A hatter and a milliner. In my mind, they're the same thing. One's just matter. <laughs> right? No? Yes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I read it online. Hold on one second. I'm going to look and see what it said the difference was. It said 
A milliner is the person who is involved in the manufacture, design, and sale, while a hatter is a person who makes, sells, and repairs hats. It sounds very, very similar. It sounds very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so mind, there we go. It's, it's the same thing. I same, mean, same. That's right. Yeah. In my mind, I know I'm going to, I'm going to hear there'll be comments like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Kentucky Derby? No, I have not. It's on my bucket list. I have that, Queen's Plate, and Royal Ascot. Those are my top three. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, once the pandemic is over, you're going to have to go to at least one of them in the next year. Amen. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Should you match your hat with your outfit? Oh, that is such a tough one because I'm not a super matchy-match person. Hmm, I think it all depends on what kind of person you are. I I do things backwards. I pick my hat first and then I pick my outfit to go with my hat. Usually people pick their their outfit first and then get a hat just, you know, but I'm like that's not the afterthought. I'm all about the hat. So, yeah, I tend to to plan my my outfit around my hat and and it doesn't have to be super matchy match. Headpiece or a fascinator, Rennell? Oh, hmm. Well, headpiece, something big, something that's going to, you know, people are smiling as they walk towards you. Like something, yeah, something a little exciting, something that, that makes people question, you know, wow, how is she that confident? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like a good good sculptural headpiece. Mm -hmm. How many hats do you personally own? Ooh, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of hats. I don't know if I should, should throw the number out there. Um, I, I collect gowns. I collect gowns. I collect hats. And, and then I also love costume jewelry. So I have a room of those three things and it is a magical room in the house. And I really, really try to make sure that my boutique feels exactly the same. It's, it's got that magic to it. So I have a lot of hats. Yeah, I'm guilty. It's uh, it's an addiction. Which mm -hmm. is your most popular headpiece? Hmm. Um, you know, because each piece is so unique and, and they're all one of a kind. It, it, there's not really one style that seems to be favorited um, because my clientele is so um, unique and everybody has their own style. So everything sells pretty well. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome problem. <laughs> yeah. When is your racing collection set to release? Oh, it's done and it's, <gasps> it's been photographed. And um, yeah, so now it's just a matter of of getting all the nice little details and write-ups written so that I can throw it on the website and also launch it onto Instagram and Facebook. So it's going to be it's going to be coming out before I reopen. So yeah, just to give people time to look over the pieces and and see which one they they want to you know, invest in. So yeah, yeah, it's coming really soon. I'm so Ooh, excited exciting. about it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so exciting. Um, what hat design are you rocking this formal Friday, Rennell? Oh, oh my goodness. Let me take a look around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many to choose from. I might have to pick something just to model something from the new collection, just to give people a taste of what's coming and an idea of what's coming. So it's, it's, it's going to, the whole collection is based on the colors red, white, and black. And there's a lot of different styles to choose from. So um, yeah, I, I think I might give people a sneak peek at that. So yeah, maybe one of the or something a little more exciting. All right, Rennell, and my last and final question, what is one local business you want everyone to know about? I'm sure everybody knows about Streve Design, but I think Cheryl Strabby at Streve Design is an amazing, inspiring, 
Um, she's a mentor to me. She's a fashion designer. She's been in fashion for 34 years. She is fantastic. Um, she's, she's given me a lot of confidence when it comes to designing things and uh, just having a, being a first-time business owner, a female entrepreneur. She's kind of my go-to person in a lot of, you know, with a lot of fashion questions. So I think everybody needs to know about Streve Design. And, uh, and wow, she's lovely. She's wonderful. And, but it's so hard to pick. Perth has so many great businesses, so many female entrepreneurs. And yeah, it's, it's like really hard to narrow down just one person. But Cheryl, Cheryl, I'm giving a shout out to Cheryl today. That's awesome. And was she the one that you guys were supposed to do the fashion show with? Did I read that yes. one correctly? Yes. Yes. We were supposed to on three different occasions. Like my heart <sighs> went out to her and COVID just would not, but it, she got, it was shut down each time. And uh, yeah. So trying to celebrate, you know, 33 years in fashion and, and yeah, it just, Yep, 2020 was a tough year, so I look forward to being able to have the opportunity to work with her again, and hopefully this year it'll work, and um, and something really beautiful will come out of it. Fingers crossed, because I'd love to see your hats r walking down the runway, yeah. you know, on some <laughs> pretty heads, so, oh, yeah. yeah, fingers crossed that can happen for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, well, Holly, thank you so much. This has been Thank great. you. Oh, I know. This has been wonderful. It's been so great chatting with you. And like I said earlier, I've just learned so much more about the millinery industry and about you and your business. And now I'm even more excited to come to Perth and come visit you in person. And maybe you can hook me up with some hats and see what looks good on me. Oh, we will definitely get some photos. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. So, Renelle, yeah. tell everybody where they can find you in person, on social media, and on your website as well. Okay, so you can find me at 16 Gore Street East in the beautiful Heritage Perth. It's right on the main street, and you won't miss it. Uh, lots of fabulous hats in the window. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, so follow along. I'm on Facebook, follow along. I'm also, I have a website, and it's queenbeemillinery.com. Um, so you'll find me there as well. So yeah, you, you can find a hat and I will help you do it. <laughs> awesome. That sounds great. Renelle, thank you so, so much for sitting down with me and chatting with me today. And I, like I said, cannot wait for more people to find out about you and learn and get some hats on their heads. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Holly. This was a great experience. I really appreciate you letting me tell my story and, and for reaching out to me. It's, it's been great. Fantastic. Well, guys, just make sure to remember to keep supporting our local babes. Just because the lockdown is still going on doesn't mean we can't keep supporting our local businesses. And we are just counting down the days till hopefully June 14th when things can open up again. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends about the pod. We want to get more and more businesses on. If you're interested in coming on, please reach out and let me know. And you guys know the drill. We'll see you guys next Monday.